We live! What is up, everybody? Welcome to Super Gamecast. I am your host, Bronson Fiore, joined by the mod mommy wheeled over the banhammer herself, Emily Holslander. What's up, my nerds? And then we have the sneakiest of ninjas, your HR ninja. (laughs) (laughs) On the ball today, I see. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Without question. (laughs) Um, So we got a whole fun-filled morning packed with news. Um, Not a lot of news this week. I was really scraping the bottom of the barrel when I was doing this stuff. Yeah, that sounds about right. But uh, what we did learn, however, is in Baldur's Gate 3... It will let you have sex with a druid in their bear form. This one is still boggling my mind right now. Like, what in the actual shit? <laughs> really? Really, really. It, just, it feels weird. I don't know why, it's but it feels hybrid. weird. I mean, it, it is... <laughs> I'm not the only one that thinks that. Thank it, God. It, it is a little weird. <laughs> it is a little weird. But uh, they had some things to say on the matter. Uh, oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they what, did. What a weird, what a weird way to reveal it too. Is it like some kind of press event and like? Um, the, hey, guess what? You was, guys wanted to do this for a while. So, now you can't. So, so it, it was part of a TikTok. So, um, oh yeah, uh, TikTok. It proved too saucy for TikTok, which pulled the okay. live stream an hour before it ended. Uh, quote from the director of publishing TikTok canceled our stream because it was too artistic and they don't understand okay <laughs> sure sure yeah let's uh let's go with that <laughs> uh, yes, very, uh, very artistic okay. airbrushing them bear titties you know uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there are so many jokes <laughs> I can't, I can't. Um, When they announced it, this was the quote. Have you ever considered the joys and pleasures of sexual congress with a wild-shaped druid? No. um, Never. Not once. Because of Larian, we have. We need to talk to some people on your staff then. And Uh maybe get their pets. Uh, Yeah. Maybe get their pets checked. (laughs) Like, what the fuck, you guys? Just. D- 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 they're severely fucked in the head I, over I, there. I'm, I'm gonna just look at that art department and go, so do any of you have exotic pets and how are they doing? Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> God. Um, oh, God. But oh, God. Lead writer Adam Smith says, because at Larian, we have. It ultimately landed on the side of giving p- the people. What they want, tender, consensual romance with a man temporarily transformed into a grizzly bear. I will say, okay, consent, I'm, I'm, thank you. Where, okay, okay, I was about to say, where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> consent, thank you. Okay, yes. Consent. Um, but when has anyone ever, ever... Asked if they could uh, have sex with someone with a druid that is temporarily wild shaped into uh, a bear. Okay, when? so so this is what I like to think happened during this. 
is that somebody on their art team heard someone is into bears, you know, big, burly, yeah, hairy men. Yeah. And they took Not it. Not the term. And they <laughs> took it literally like, oh, man. I want to fuck Not a what they bear. meant. Uh-huh. Not what they fucking meant, okay? That, oh. that, that is my only guess. That is my... And if that's the case, that was not what they meant. Okay? I mean, like... it could, uh, uh, you know what? It could have been. It could have <laughs> right? been. It okay, maybe well... that small chance it could have meant something else, but not what it means. Yeah. Not what it fucking means, guys. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, I, I can't with this right now. I, I can't. It's so awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I made myself <laughs> freaking out. Um, yeah, this is fantastic. This is fucking amazing. Um, you know, I, I'm all for, like, having different options, and technically, it, uh, okay, so where does this fall on the whole, like, it is, like, okay, it's technically a human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's technically mm-hmm. a human, so so how does how does that work? Are you asking where these lines are drawn? Yes, yes I am. I mean... I mean, like, at the end of the day, I guess, like, how is it different from a furry... Because that's a costume. Ah. This this person is physically transforming into yeah. a bear. Yeah. So is this bestiality is what I'm asking. It's a fine line. line is. Yeah. It is a very, very, very fine line between actual consensual. Well, no, it's consensual no matter is. what in this. Yeah. It's just what I'm asking, is it bestiality because that's a bear? It's a very fine line. Like uh, uh, almost right. non-existent line. Uh, all right, N- Ninja. What? What's? Uh, you were gonna say something. I'm sorry. Nope. No. No. What? Is it's not bestiality? <laughs> no. I, I like. I. I think it is. <laughs> I think there's a line there that you're crossing. So <laughs> we have a comment. <laughs> we have a comment in the kick chat. Uh, Aaron, good to see you, darling. Uh, what the hell have I walked in on? Welcome. Hi. Well, for those of you <laughs> that missed it, um, the fine folks. <laughs> Aaron, you can fuck a bear. <laughs> a literal bear, not just a big hairy dude. Yeah. But, but an actual bear in Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, so in Baldur's Gate 3, you can have sex with a druid wild shaped into a bear. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> It's what he always wanted. Is this really what you want, Aaron? Well, like, well, well, once again, the question I'm asking, is this bestiality? Is this considered bestiality, or is this just weird? <laughs> it's just weird, but it's a really fine line between weird and bestiality. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm sure there have been plenty of That's... players... As druids who have thought about that at least once. Oh fuck yes, there are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> at uh, least once. I've actually been wanting to go. I wanted to buy that D and D movie. I watched it in theaters, and I'm probably gonna buy it's it. It's good. So. It's really good. I have a digital copy of it because my brother has uh, digital copies of everything. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, like I, yeah, like I, I've been. I bought some movies last week, and I'm gonna be on that train again soon. The bear man is cons- yes. They stated yes. it's consensual they stated. sex. 
consensual. My, 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 like I said, my, my question with this is more of a, is it, you know, is the, is this bestiality, is this considered bestiality because they are taking the full form of an animal. Even mm-hmm. if it is consensual. Like, this isn't like Ninja said with a furry costume. Um, the, this is, yeah, so. I'm still standing on the very, very, very fine line between weird and bestiality. Oh, it's weird. No, it is weird. You you don't. But it's a fine line. No, no matter what, it's weird. Whether it's bestiality mm-hmm. or not. We crossed that line a long time ago with this one. I think it's just it's just probably the natural progression of furries, right? If furries had magic instead of costumes, they'd be wild shaping. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Man, now that's a funny thought to think about. <laughs> that's a funny thought to think about when you when you when you're like, oh yeah, I guess if you went to like because Reno has a massive furry convention that comes around yeah, once a year. Um it does. and I love, I just looked over at the camera when I said that, and Emily's face was like shock and horror. <laughs> oh man, we went, we went to a Walgreens while the convention was in town, and like, they, they couldn't have been older than like 16 or 17, but these three girls get out of a car, and they all have cat ears and cattails on. And I'm what like, what is f- going on? Who does that in public? And then I realized what was, what was happening like two blocks over. Mmm... Can't with this. I can't with y'all. This is the area. I can't with y'all right now. Like, dear Jesus. Okay, so we have come to the we have come to the decision. It is not bestiality. Got it. No, it's very much weird. It's weird. It is very weird. I will. It's very weird. But not bestiality. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch the the thing, but I saw some pictures of one of the guys. Like, are you are you sure? Uh, he said something like, "Are you sure you're ready for this? Like, I'll be, I'll be very large." And the guy's like, "Large is what I'm after." And then the other guy turns into a fucking bear, and I'm like, "What? Uh, what? What is going all on? All right. What the? F- you know, <sighs> I, okay. I'm not gonna lie. I the reason I'm not super into this game and don't want to play it is because I think the combat looks like hot giggity garbage. Um, I have not looked at combat for Baldur's Gate three, so like uh, it's the CRPG. If you like CRPG, you like Baldur's Gate. 3. Yeah, so like, cause man, if they made that game like combat, like Diablo, I would never stop mm-hmm. playing Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's very like the second they showed off the combat, and it was like Divinity two. I was like, oh no, yeah. oh, it's like classic like. That classic D and D CRPG formula. Yeah. Um, most most like no! these games use that formula. Um, but Pathfinder actually just there's a Kickstarter for a Diablo-like Pathfinder game. So. Ooh. I mean, way. if this tells you what I think of that combat system, is Divinity Original T- Sin Two was on my Steam account. I played it for an hour and then returned it. So wow, people like that. A lot of people like that. That uh, gameplay. No, system. a lot of pe- a lot of people do. Uh, Tori yeah. and David were the ones who recommended it to me, and they really promoted it in Game of the Year that year. Uh, it's just not for me. Uh, so, all right, well, uh, Baldur's Gate three. It looks cool. It looks interesting. You can fuck a bear. Everything you've ever wanted. And then some. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Is there a release date for Boulder Skate 3 or August 26th, I want to say? So it's out it's out now in early access. I don't count Uh-oh. that. Fuck, I fucking hate that I've, shit so much. I've owned it for like a year. I played it for 20 minutes and was like, yeah, I'll wait for the full release. Um no, my, my my girlfriend has like bought it at when it went early access, but she refuses to play it till it's out. Mm-hmm. Um Well most of the time if you buy a game in early access, it's cheaper than the full release. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, no. This this is sixty dollars even right now. It was sixty dollars last year when I looked into it. Maybe uh, seventy bucks. Once the full thing is released. Oh, yeah, please, once the release is no. Oh God. Um. All right. Well. Anyway, it's out. Uh, I want to say August thirtieth, from what I remember. So. Yeah, because I know they had a booth for it at PAX last year. So. It, More than likely. Like, everything about this game except the combat looks right up my alley and amazing. Like, like it looks so fucking good other than its combat system. And I, I'm going to find it super frustrating. Uh, I know that they bumped up the release date for PC to the beginning of August, so it wasn't competing with Starfield. Hmm. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, this is the same. I didn't realize this was the same team that did Divinity. In Divinity 2? It is, yes. I didn't realize that. Um, what I, I have heard that this is like the best D&D simulator that mm. has ever been released. And I don't know if it's because you can fucking bear or it's just the <laughs> gameplay is good. Somebody put that on the box. The best D&D mm. simulator because you can fuck a bear. Fuck a bear. That's yep. right. That's this week's podcast title. God, <laughs> you're welcome. I guess. God damn it! God damn it! Um, yeah, I'm trying to find the because it was supposed to launch on August 31st, but then they bumped that shit up to not be with Starfield. Starfield in August. Uh, Starfield so in September. Well, early access is in August, like the last day of August. Oh, shit. Um, August 3rd. Yep, it's August 3rd that's out. For well, PC on Baldur's Gate 3? Yes, and then PlayStation keeps its original date. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because there's no Starfield to compete with there. Yeah, like, they, they well, especially because those audiences, there's probably a lot of crossover there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they under... It's, it reminds me of, like, when Grand Theft Auto Five came out and, like, everyone cleared out of the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, except the wonderful 101 which was hilarious and then the same thing happened with um, god what was it called um, uh, Destiny the first Destiny like everything got the fuck out of the way mm-hmm. so yep. Um, anyway so uh, all your hopes and dreams when you see those mountains you can go there you see that bear you can fuck it <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Aaron. Uh, <sighs> Not even here, and I still want to kick your ass. God damn it. I'm sure I'm sure there will be a mod for that. I, I did not know Aaron. Oh, would I'm be sure. I was, uh, honestly, I didn't know it would be, Aaron would be listening. So, like, I was totally looking forward to the text when he got caught up on the show. Like, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> no, this fucker is watching it live. Yep. All right, so we got uh, so that's that. 
Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, it's out in a little under a month for PC. Uh, almost two months for PlayStation. Um, we'll probably be checking it out. I know Aaron said he's going to be looking into getting it. Uh, I'll probably get it to play it with my girlfriend. Uh, I know Ninja, you own it already, obviously, so... Yep. yep. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, next up is, hey, a 272-page PDF of classified Sega documents from the mid-90s leaked. It sure did. Man, did you, did you read all of it? Did you read all of them? No, absolutely not. Okay, I read a lot of them. I read a lot of them. Uh, there were, you know, m- most of them pretty fucking boring and benign, but I, I got a couple of highlight ones cut out and put into the doc. Okay. The right. first one being, so early on in their life cycle, the Genesis, or the uh, Saturn was kind of kicking the PlayStation's ass in mm-hmm. Japan mm-hmm. for like the first eight months. <clears throat> and Tom Kalinske writes uh, in an email, we are killing Sony in every uh, store in Japan. Saturn hardware is sold out, and there are stacks of PlayStation. The retailers uh, commented that can't compare the true sales rate because Saturn sells out before they can measure it accurately. I wish I could get all our staff, salespeople, retailers, analysts, media, etc. to see and understand what's happening in Japan. Then they would understand why we will win here in the U.S. eventually. How long is eventually? Because it's been like, what, 20 years? I don't... (laughs) 20? It's it's almost 30. No, it has not been 30. Yeah, I was going to say. It's almost 30. Jesus Christ. The PlayStation or the Saturn came out in '94 in Japan, '95 in America. Jesus, Jesus! It's like that that meme, right? You know, you when you're like, let me think about this game that came out 20 years ago. What game comes to mind? Like Final Fantasy VII. That didn't come out 20 years ago. You know what came out 20 years ago? Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm. No, um, no, you want to feel you, no, you want to feel real old, um. Final Fantasy, or not Final Fantasy, uh, Resident Evil 7, like the one that rebooted the series, Mm -hmm. came out six years ago. Jesus. Six and a half, actually. Jesus. Oh, fuck. Yep. Uh, Yep. There you go. Super awesome. Great. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, to be fair, he had good cause to think this, right? This was before their mm-hmm. harebrained idea to push it out way too early in America. It was it was yep. kicking ass in Japan because of Virtua Fighter and a bunch of other reasons. And, like, they, they had good reason to think this. But, you know, obviously, reading it now, you're like, tee-hee-hee. So... <laughs> Interesting Saturn- point of order. Mm-hmm. Interesting point of order. Um, Sega Saturn was out one month longer than the PlayStation in Japan. I mean, because yes. Saturn came out in November of '94, and PlayStation came out in December. And in North America, Saturn had a longer run because it was May of '95, and then September of '95 for PlayStation. Makes sense. So, it would make so much more sense that. Saturn was beating a PlayStation to a bloody pulp. Well, not only that, like, I cannot stress to everyone 
how goddamn big Virtua Fighter was at this time in Japan. Oh, yeah. Like, Without question. Like, like, it was dominating the arcade. Mm-hmm. Not just doing well in the arcade, dominating the arcade. Okay, it's the reason why when making, like, the CD add-on for the SNES that would become the PlayStation, Sony mm-hmm. was like, 3D, we need it to do really good 3D. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, like, uh, but you know, like, just it's no, it's no shock that it did well at launch. It's just it in the United States they made a bunch of really big fuck ups. Um, one, they lost a hundred dollars more than the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, two was they released it early, so the original plan was it was supposed to come out on a Saturday in September called Sega Saturn Day. Sega really loved these marketing pitches in the mid-90s, like, where, like, Sonic 2 came out on Sonic Tuesday. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, like, you... They loved shit like this. It was really good for their marketing department. And what happens with Sega is they had Sega Saturn Day all planned. They had a bunch of games for launch, and, you know, it looks like it was going to be great, but Sega of Japan goes to them and says, no, we need to get out early. We need to get out ahead of the PlayStation. Tom Kalinsky says, this is a really bad idea because we barely have games at all, and it's going to piss off a bunch of retail partners. Okay. They say of Japan still says, no, we're doing it. Once again, bad idea. Still bad idea. And um, so what ends up happening is... You have, uh, they, they go out in E3 and they say $399 and it's out today. And this really pisses off retailers like KB Toys after this because KB Toys didn't get shipments. And they were a huge video game and toys retailer yep. in the mid-90s. Yep. Fucking gigantic. I think we had two yep. of them in Reno. Uh, and they said, okay, we're not stocking Sega products anymore because of this. That's how pissed off they were. Damn. Shit. Just to give you an idea of how mad as hell they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only really, ha- it barely had any games. You know, like, they, like, Virtua Fighter was huge, and it was huge here and impressive here, but not the same. Same with, uh, same with, um, what was it called? Uh, Daytona USA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah. And just no one was happy with this. It, it almost felt like sabotage from the the internal side of um, of Sega Japan to Sega of America. Um, so yeah. So and then a little bit uh, some some more context from these emails that I have here. It's one thing to hear or read about how well we're doing in Japan versus Sony. It's another to witness it. I just visited 10 retail stores in Tokyo, most in Akihabara. It's now spring break, so the crowds of teen and college kids are huge. We are killing Sony in every store. The hardware is sold out. Our interactive displays are better. Our software displays and stocking are far superior. It's not unusual to see 40 to 50 copies of Panzer's Y or Virtual Fighter 2 stocked, even in small stores, and they're selling fast. So, yep. And they had like they had some good games, and they think they could have Sega could have stayed in the market mm. if the Saturn and the Dreamcast just did a little better. 
well, the the Saturn would have had to do a lot better, like a lot yeah, better. Yeah. But yeah. You're, you're completely right about the Dreamcast need to do a little better. But like, yeah. Um, some other things to note about this was, of course, how badly retailers were kind of getting screwed on this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, because looking at the retailer end of things, uh, the total cost to manufacture a uh, Sega Saturn in 1996 was 232 uh $232 um at this point they were selling it for 299 um mm-hmm. but the retail margin was only 6% meaning that er- on every Saturn sold retailers only made 15 bucks um retailers were looking to abandon the market in mass uh on Sega due to low margins partially Jesus um, so this was an email from Tom Kalinsky to Neil Cohen. Uh, $249 price must be added visually and verbally. Amount of time committed to game footage seems to have decreased. We need 50, at least 50% of the time on footage, uh, and the quality of the footage is crucial. Uh, this is supposed to be on Virtua Fighter 2 and Panzer Dragoon 2, who is selecting scenes. Um... And again, since we know Nintendo is going to position the N64 as the ultimate games machine, shouldn't we preempt that claim? Which, yeah. And then they were talking about a different bunch of different range of marketing strategies and you know certain games coming out. But it, it, at this point, it just didn't matter. You know, like mm-hmm. they 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 had all kinds of ideas. You know, they they were talking about position. They were like reacting to Crash Bandicoot's marketing with. Um, with knights into dreams. Mm. Um, yeah. So, and then they, they were like doing a one to one comparison on certain games, like on Destruction Derby and Wipeout. Uh, they they even internally said graphics are inferior to the PlayStation versions. So, yeah. Hello. Hmm. Still here. Still good. I was. I'm looking. At, I was looking at stock stock prices for Sega and Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo's up to eleven bucks. Oh, hey. Sega Sega's at five dollars. I was just wondering how they were doing. Yep. And then um, by the time '96 rolls around, uh, they had to, they cut their marketing budget by forty percent. Oh, rough. And third-party support was down a bunch. Sony third-party support was significantly stronger than the Saturn. Um, and yeah, man, just it was just a snowball, and it, it mm-hmm. never got back. And then on the other on the other side of that, it was hard to develop for. It was extremely hard to develop for, and just they just <laughs> never caught up. Unfortunately, so that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact: also in these emails, when you were looking digging through them, there were plans for Shenmue to be a Saturn game originally, uh, huh. and Vector Man Jurassic Park games were for the plan for the Saturn, but the studio worked on those for the Genesis, uh, bailed on Sega. Rough. And then, because the 32X and its games sold so poorly, they had they had a plan together to see how much they could get 
for the scrap. Oh, wow. Yep. So. The 32X, was it a standalone or was it like an add-on, like, that was a add- console th- edition? That, that, was a, that was a Genesis add-on. Okay, okay. So that it was like was... the Sega CD originally, right? Uh, yeah, so... This, the, I think the 32X came out first, but yeah, it was to increase processing yeah. power on the Genesis, and then the CD added CD, and then like people call it the Sega Tower of Power, where you have a CD, a yes. Genesis, and a 32X. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we never like we had a we had a Sega CD as a kid, but we never had a, a 32X. Um, I didn't have any Sega consoles. Like I had to play those at friends' houses. My dad was I had the Genesis the fantasy star games. So we had a master mm. system. We had a Genesis and the Sega CD came out and had, I think shining force was on the Sega CD. No lunar. Mm. He bought, he bought a Sega CD per lunar. Did you? So question, did you own a Saturn? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't get a Saturn until, uh, like 10 years ago. Well, did your dad own a Saturn then? Or is this no. just, no, no, he, no, he didn't own a Saturn. Did, yeah. did he just jump he, full PlayStation? Yeah, because we were at a, we were at a friend's house and they for a birthday party or something, and he just bought a PlayStation and a Nintendo sixty four, and we were playing we played Mario sixty four and we played Battle Arena Toshinden, mm. and right after that birthday party when we left, my dad took us to Walmart and we bought a PlayStation and a Nintendo sixty four. Nice, nice. Um, I had a Super Nintendo that was a hand me down. And then my dad got a PlayStation for himself, uh, for sports games mainly, and it, I rarely ever touched it. The The first system that was mine that wasn't a hand-me-down was the N64. So, yeah. And then also you have to remember that the Sega Saturn was unbelievably hard to develop for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, absurdly hard to develop for. Because it instead, so as most people know, in coding today, most people use polygons, triangles. The Sega Saturn. Lots, and lots of triangles. Yes, millions of triangles. The the place or the PlayStation did this too. The Sega Saturn, however, <clears throat> coded in quadrangles, cubes. Which is why the porting okay. process was so hard. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it also featured... It was one of the first ever systems to do multiple processors. That thing had eight processors. Eight. Dang. It had video processor one, video processor two. It had a sound chip dedicated to being its own like separate thing. Um, it had like the main, it had two main two CPUs, um, and then it had a processor just to control the disk drive to help reduce load times. So it feels like there was a lot that needed to be done with regards to porting when everybody is using like what up until then and probably still now i don't know i don't really know but like polygons right is the standard why would you deviate from whatever that standard is and then try to get people to to port over to your standard because sega was a bigger name and they didn't think sony was gonna be a big deal 
And they also didn't realize how big 3D was going to be because originally the Saturn was designed as a like primarily 2D machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they heard about all the shit going on with the N64 and the PlayStation, uh, that what they, they went ahead and were like, okay, we need to put some more oomph into this thing and have it do better 3D. Yeah. Which is ironic because they're the reason 3D blew up in Japan because of Virtua Fighter. Yeah. Um, and what's even funnier is if you lived in Japan and in general, the Sega Saturn was a better place to play fighting games. Like Marvel vs. Capcom and whatnot. Yes. Especially because yeah. it it had a RAM expansion slot so you could like run Marvel 1 and Street Fighter Alpha like properly. So, yep. Oh, God. Well, like a lot of their, a lot of the games that came out on that console, like have, have or have had a lot of staying power. I mean, like Marvel, right? There's Marvel, there's Panther Dragoon, there's um, Radiant Silver Gun, fishing, Radiant Silver Gun. Yeah, there's there are a lot of games that came out on that thing that people like still talk about today. Yeah, well, it's like the best of that library like came out in Japan though. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. was that was the big issue with it is like. Yeah, if you were doing the import game with the with the Saturn, like it was it was dope, like it was super yep. cool. But that that's the problem is like you were you were doing the import game. Yeah, you know, yeah, which is a shitty game to play. It's well, especially in the fucking nineties. Yeah, yeah. You know? Why, like, like that's the you know so. Yeah, man, and they just they got their clocks cleaned, and they seemed to get their shit together with uh, Dreamcast. But then that thing was a pirate's dream machine, and oh god, it was so good! It was, yeah. it was the best time. Yeah, so you know, yep, it's it, it's a weird thing to think about. Yep. All right. Well, uh, going forward, we have uh, another news story here. The Street Fighter 2, or sorry, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 6 sells 2 million copies. Hooray. I mean, that, hey. That's a really big deal. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. huge. You know, because, you know, fighting games that are not Mortal Kombat. Yes don't sell those kind of numbers early. You might hit 10 million lifetime. Like yeah, I if mean, Street Fighter 5 didn't even hit 10 million. It hit, it hit 7. Yeah, like like you might hit 10 million lifetime. But you know, you you're yeah, like it hit 7.2 million. You know, we all know Street Fighter 2 is in the the what some ridiculous amount of copies. Mm-hmm. You know, and then so you know, and the and Capcom's long term goal is to hit ten million copies, which I, I actually think that's totally doable. Absolutely, uh, I think that's completely doable. They they should be able to hit that fine with how good the title is, the word of mouth. Um, I've heard nothing but good stuff about this game. It's all over social media. It, it really is just popping off like fucking crazy. Yep. So, yeah. Um. I don't know, man. Like, uh, this is great. Uh, you know, because to my knowledge, I don't think many fighting games hit 10 million. No, I think I think it's probably just Street Fighter 2 and then a handful of Mortal Kombat games. I think Dragon Ball hit got close. 
if my if my memory serves. Um, Dragon Ball, so... Dragon Ball, and the universe. So Fighters, the universe, are both hit ten million. Yeah. Okay. So so I, I pull up a list here. Here are the ones that have hit ten million or more. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, Dragon Ball Z Universe, Tekken Seven. Mortal Kombat X, Smash Bros. Brawl, Mortal Kombat 11, Smash Bros. for Wii U, Street Fighter 2, Smash Ultimate. And then if you Street Fighter 4 got very close, 9.6 million. So, yeah, that's that's a tall order. And I, and I think part of it's because, mm-hmm. you know, fighting games are fucking hard to get into and... As much as we like the technical side of that shit, it's not, it's not a guarantee for anything. Yeah, well, it's absolutely not for everybody. Like, I, I understand why they have modern controls. I kind of wish that, like, if we're talking about introducing like new blood into fighting games, that the dynamic control system, the AI control system, mm-hmm. was online. But I feel, I feel like part of me understands why it isn't. Oh yes, um, no, because it, you get you get perfect hit confirms and perfect punishes and perfect combos. Like, I get it, but like, oh. I think that would have brought in many like like more people. I think it would have brought in more people if if that were but then, amenable. But then you got stuff like Smash Bros. being you know blowing everyone out of the water, and I get it. It has the Nintendo advantage and whatnot. But part of the reason that so many people are into Smash Bros. is because. Anyone can pick up Smash Bros and do cool shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, and the people who are really good at Smash Bros are just gonna dominate regardless. Yep. Yep. But you can still have a fun time being casual. Well, modern, I guess modern does that to an extent. I mean, it does. I I have definitely it... played some modern control scheme people who I was pleasantly surprised how good they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anytime I play a modern Luke, I'm just like, oh, good. Okay, here we go. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, that that's. I, I think this is brilliant. Uh, I love the that game is awesome. It deserves all the praise it's getting. Absolutely. I wish they would fix the connection errors that have been happening the past two weeks. Yes. Um, and it's it's yet another example of Capcom being on just absolute fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know we, we talked about in the discord since 2017 Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7 Monster Hunter World Street Fighter 5 got mostly fixed um, Monster Hunter Rise Resident Evil 2 Resident Evil 4 a shit ton of collections mm-hmm. um, like they, they have just been on fire yeah like, my two favorite games this year are Capcom games. Yep. Yep. Resident Evil 4 and Street Fighter 6. Capcom has absolutely been, like, killing it. Mm-hmm. Might be three of my favorite games this year, depending on the Exo, Exo Primal does on this Friday. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, for the, I think this could also be good for the fighting game genre in general. Uh, I think that... The more people that you get into fighting games, like the easier, you know, the more people you have in the fighting games, the better. Because mm-hmm. the big problem that the FGC always tends to have is getting new blood in it. Like, if you go to any local, it's dudes who have been going to that local for like half a decade, minimum. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
And it's because of the execution barrier. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it works out. Uh, I'm looking forward to that game hopefully continuing to sell more and improve. And I know Rashid's out in two weeks and he looks dope. He does look dope. I, I want... I want my man El Fuerte. Oh. He's in he's in a lot of I I don't know I don't know how much World World Tour you've played. Zero. Literally uh, zero. He is, he is referenced like a lot in World Tour mode, which makes me think we may be getting El Fuerte. We need El Fuerte and Hakan and Dayum. Capcom, please do this. Right. You right. have a lot more happy fighters if you get these guys in. I, I mean, we already have a bunch of, like, gimmick characters that drink or get wind or get medals. Jamie. Hakan mm. mm. <laughs> would get right, fit right in. You would. You're, you're, you're a Turkish oil man. Uh, so, so you have that. And then what else? What else is there, man? Um... Uh yeah, I don't know. Sakura, of course, I like her. Mm-hmm. Please, there's, there's for my sake, is like definitely not being in five for a lot of people was just a travesty. Yeah, that's that's weird, especially considering where this is in the timeline. Uh, right. the the lack of Makoto in this one is surprising. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, really weird. We don't have Sea Viper or um. God, what's uh, or Rose? Yeah, just, where is my Crimson Viper, I just, man? I, I just just give me the roster. That woman was just, a give me, just just bring the entire roster of four right on over. They just poured it right over. Yep. Please. <laughs> one to one. <laughs> um, no, I would love a joke season. That's Errol Fuerte, Dan, Sakura, and Hakan. Mm-hmm. That would mm-hmm. be hilarious. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of Capcom, mm-hmm. speaking of the fine folks over at the Cap of the Com, yeah, we have a uh, Capcom is looking to bring back Onimusha and Mega Man. Yeah, I saw this. I was like, oh please, I need Onimusha. Uh, well, please, Capcom. So their showcase uh, during the not E three period was disappointing. They mostly showed Dragon's Dogma, Exo Primal, and. DLC and whatnot, but mm-hmm. in a recent Q and A, uh, in a recent Q and A, an investor asked him a very pointed question about Monster Hunter. Um, uh, Tora no Palm, Sengoku Basara, and Onimusha, and the answer was promising. The answer was uh, w- the exact answer with a short, uh, with merely replying, "We are carrying out discussions regarding the future expansion of these titles, so they can be enjoyed by a wider audience." The problem with that is not clear with the comment replies to all of them or just some of them. Uh, as it's super obvious, Monster Hunter will be in a new game soon. Duh. Um, yeah. No. Uh, for those of you who know what those were, Sengoku Basara was a successful Dynasty Warrior-style game in the PS2 era. Tora no Palm is a Japanese-only visual novel. And then Onimusha is... It was fairly popular in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people played Onimusha, and it just kind of disappeared. 
and then um, a lot of people can uh, you know assume that new Path of the Goddess game from that Xbox showcase was uh-huh. going to like when that when that showed up and it was like Capcom, I was like, oh shit, is a new Onimusha? Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it it looks awesome. Like that game looks fucking dope. Yeah, it, it looks it great. Um, so. Got an anime that is not terrible. I remember. Really? I remember. I remember watching that in like the early 2010s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's not bad. Uh, it, it, that's a franchise that I don't. I don't know that will ever come back. But it was the games were fun. I like the games. Fair. I was a big fan of Onimusha when that came out. Onimusha was cool. I I thought it was mm-hmm. a cool game. I it, I wasn't super into it or all about it, but I liked it. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I I think most people that I know are more concerned about the return of Mega Man. Yeah, we haven't yeah. seen a good Mega Man game in years. Like Mega Man Eleven. When did that come out? Like 2011? Think so? 20. Oh, no, it's the Amazon Luna. Uh, 2018. What? No, really? Way. Initial release. Mega Man 11? 6, 2018. Hmm? Okay. So it's yeah. still, you know, still been a good five years. That, that, yeah, you know. well, it, it wins the last Mega Man X game we got, like. Oh fuck, Jesus! Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they just stopped with Mega Man X. Well, when did Inafune leave? Leave Capcom? Good question. So Mega Man X Eight and Mega Man Maverick Hunter X were oh four and oh five. So yeah, see, it's been some. It's it's been a minute. He left Capcom in 2010. I mean, yeah, but not like he's done anything that's mattered since. No, no, but I mean, he worked on Mega Man Onimusha and Dead Rising. Yeah, we've had more Dead Rising since though. Like we had, we had my favorite Dead Rising came out in 2013. Dead Rising three, so. So, last news story we have is Diablo 4 Season 1 is out July 20th. It is going to include a brand new quest line featuring new enemies, uh, new powers, and the first battle pass. It takes place after the events of the main campaign, introducing a new character, an ex-priest from the Cathedral Light who is trying to stop the spread of the Malignant. Season of the Malignant features a dangerous new threat in the form of malignant monsters spreading throughout Sanctuary. Any elite monster will to spawn as malignant monster with additional powers. Malignant monsters can be defeated by drawing out their corruption and trapping their malignant hearts, which can be inserted into rings and amulets. Uh, the Battle of Creatures Blizzard says Seeking of the Malignant will include new builds that are, quote, stupidly powerful thanks to new malignant powers. They also hinted a new boss, monster, new legendary, new unique items, and more. The new items okay. won't be seasonal and exclusive and will appear in the Eternal Realm too. So uh, we've seen how Blizzard handles stupid, powerful builds before. 
Okay, go on. They get nerfed within a week. So I'm not impressed that we're going to see stupid, powerful builds in this season. My my whole issue with this is I don't... So, from what I remember, to play the seasonal content, you need to create a seasonal character, right? Yeah, so you're you're gonna so, have to create a seasonal character. So if I want to continue, I think you have to have completed the campaign as well. Oh, I already did that this week. But if I wanted to play this new story stuff, because that's all I care about, with mm-hmm. my character, I can't do that. I don't think so. I think you have to create a new character for each season. Fucking awesome! So unless that means they I'm, roll, unless they roll it over into the standard the standard ladder, and they've done that before. If they don't, then I'm not playing the story content. I'm sorry. I do not. I just care about checking out the story stuff. I do not care about mm-hmm. this seasonal ladder stupidity. Um, All yeah. that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so that's whatever. I mean, the content looks cool. That game's super good. Yeah. I mean, it. it I, I need to get around to finishing it. I've been too busy playing like Final Fantasy 14 and Street Fighter, but like uh, yeah, and Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> I, I just finished the campaign of Diablo this week. It's excellent. Um, I still need to finish it, so... I, I can't wait to crack into other stuff. I wish that they would have, like, made the Eternal stuff matter more, or you carry your character your character over into it. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, into the seasonal content, I should say. So... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll, see, we'll see how they handle it. I, if I remember right, dude. They did say you'd have to make a new character each season, and I know that will turn a lot of people off. I mean, yeah, because I care about the progression of my character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll see how it goes. All right, guys. Uh, next up, we have uh, no news, because that was the news. I told you it was a short, sweet right, news. It was a short week. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about uh, what we've been playing. Hey, Emily, did you play anything this week? Uh, just did some more stuff in Jedi Survivor and uh, Remnant of the Ashes. Remnant of the Ashes. I'm trying to remember what that is. It's that Dark Souls third-person shooter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And it is yeah. so good. I loved that game. It's it's great. I've been playing with uh, my buddy who I play Diablo with. Mm-hmm. And because he's been helping me progress through this story and all that. He is being a salty little bitch. I love you, by the way. I love you buddy um but because i was getting a bunch of the cool stuff on my first run and he had gotten them on his like second or third or whatever and he's just like because i know how those games work (laughs) yeah exactly um and he's just like so salty i'm so salty this is bullshit and i'm like hey don't be bitter I, I'm Don't not going to lie, that's kind of partially <laughs> been my run of Diablo with Stella, because like, Oh. Well, no, because, like, I keep getting legendaries and she has kind of not been getting them. Oh, huh. Oh. Yeah. Like, my, my barbarian literally has all legendaries right now. All legends? That first one's a legion all over again. <laughs> Why is everybody else getting legendary? Where's mine? Why does our fucking holy paladin have six? Where's where's mine? Uh, d- oh my god! I remember David was so salty during Legion. So David is someone I know who I play those kind of games with, and um, I 
and I was playing, and, like, I got the best in slot, uh, legendary for, um, for Prot Warrior, just doing a world quest randomly, and I got it, like, the second you could get it. Like, mm-hmm. could not have gotten luckier. I, I believe it's called The Wall, if, if my memory serves. And, like, that dude did not get his best legendary until patch 7.2. Oh. Sounds right. Yep. Right. I got the fucking Cephas ring first, and then I got the fucking move speed boots. <laughs> I mean, that second one isn't bad. Makes your life a little easier. Not as a Shadow Priest where you're not moving. Oh, yeah. Man, everybody <laughs> has to move. Don't lie to me. We'll... <laughs> We all have to move eventually. Right. Uh, um, you know. This isn't like playing Black Mage in Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know. Black Mage, you don't move. Even when the game tells you to move, you shouldn't move. Stand on fire. Stand on those ley lines. Those ley lines are the most important thing in your life. So. Uh, alright, so that's been cool. Uh, Jedi Survivor, did you finish the campaign of that, or are you still... I did. Okay. I did, uh, finish the campaign. I'm just picking up all the loose ends and all that. Did all the bounties. Mm-hmm. All, well, technically, for the bounties with Cage, um, there are 17 total. Mm. But, you need 18 bounty pucks to get everything from her shop. Mm, okay. The 18th one is the Hollow Tactics cage fight. Okay. Um, Sounds pretty cool. It's yeah. fun, though. It takes a lot of strategy to do the Hollow Tactics, but... It's I, I really want to check that game out. I'm not willing to pay full price for it. It's kind of the same thing. That's fair. Hog- it's kind of the mm-hmm. same thing for Hogwarts Legacy. Like, I want to check it out, but I'm just kind of being patient and biding my time until Black Friday hits, and I'm hoping that they're both, like, $40 on Black Friday and I can snag them both. Um, right. Like, I'm actually I, thinking about playing uh, Hogwarts Legacy soon, because I have that. It's it's also. a cool it's a cool game. I've, I've heard it's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that... If you're uh, into Harry Potter, it's, like, it's, it's absolutely worth playing. If you're not into Harry Potter, then it's, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> no, the the whole reason I'm playing, um, the whole reason I'm the, like, I'd be doing the same thing with Mortal Kombat if it wasn't for the fact that we're probably gonna be playing it a ton on the channel. Yeah, that, that's the whole reason I'm picking that up at launch. Otherwise, I'd probably wait. Um. So, yeah. All right. Well. Uh. All right. Cool. Right on. Uh. What about you, Ninja? I, I think you already uh, alluded to it earlier. Yeah, I mean, it's also been been Street Fighter. Like, uh, that game has got me in a hold. Yeah, I've, it got I, you good, bud. I, it I, got you it good. I have played sixty <laughs> hours in a month. Sixty I hours mean, in a whole month. I don't have uh, one. One of my friends has more playtime than me, but I've got one hundred and twenty hours. One hundred and twenty point one hours. It shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does, my um, dude. Yeah, fucking good. It's really good. It, like I said, it's the most I've enjoyed a fighting game since Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Fighters altogether, I have like 400 hours across three platforms in it. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, 60 in one month is no joke for Street Fighter. 
And yeah, absolutely. If Diablo and if I wasn't splitting time with Diablo and Final Fantasy as well, it mm-hmm. would probably be way way more. Uh, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like I I want to play I want to play Diablo. Like I haven't put enough time into Diablo, but every time I boot up Diablo, I'm like I or or Final Fantasy. I'm like I can be playing Street Fighter right now. Um, okay, so Final Fantasy, thankfully, has had a really good story, at least to keep me interested. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in Diablo's case, my girlfriend's been really into it, and it's been a fun way to spend time with her. So, oh, good. So, yeah, like that. that's that's why it's been easy to go back to Diablo. But, like, yeah, man, if I, if I was left to my own devices and, like, Final Fantasy story wasn't just so fucking amazing, like, uh-huh. I'd probably be grinding Street Fighter constantly. I will say I I was really happy when I hit Platinum in Street Fighter and realized, okay, I can hang in Platinum. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I, I, I was not deranking automatically. Like, I was putting up good fights. And I was like, okay, so I can take a little bit of a break now. Because I know I'm yeah. not I'm not going to hit Diamond for a long time, if ever. So, you know... Yeah, the grind the grind is rough. Like I've been hanging in in the low levels of platinum, and just to get to the the high levels of platinum is uh, is gonna be a ride for me. I think. Well, I mean, we also mm-hmm. we all saw that chart, like the breakdown of like yeah what it takes to get to what. Like, yeah, dude, like what what diamonds like that's nuts. Diamonds like seven percent of the community. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like master is like one percent. And the th- yep. the thing that you have to remember, everybody, that that, I, that is really important to uh, contextualize. If you are in platinum, you are in the top what fifteen percent of people who play this game. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Like, like I, I want you to know, if you are platinum, you are in the top fifteen percent of people who play this game. So you're better than you think. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like realistically, like I know that platinum feels like. It feels good, but it also feels like, oh, God, I'm so far away from where I want to be. It's like, uh, kind of, but not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so. and, like, it's, it, it's, this is the first Street Fighter game that has gelled with me. Like, I played a lot of 4, but, like, not, I never took it seriously. I played a lot of 5 and never took it seriously. I think the furthest I got in 5 was, like, super silver. Um, yeah, the furthest I got in, the furthest I got in 5 was also, like, mid-silver. So and like when I got to gold and then got to platinum, I was like, "All right, okay, I'm feeling this game." Hmm. Um. I didn't. So I didn't care for four, or not four. I didn't care for five, but I love four. I played a ton of four. Um. Like so much goddamn four. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. And I and- lost a lot in four. You lost a lot of I play I played Geef back then and Geef back then was even more nasty than than he is now. I used to well I would go to locals for Marvel and they always had Street Fighter as well, and so I was like, yeah, okay, I'll play, I'll play Street Fighter or whatever. Um and we had like, probably we had two killers, right? We had a Marvel in Marvel we had mine, who was uh, like an Evo top eight Evo placer. And then in Street Fighter, we had XSK Samurai, who has always played consistently well in Street Fighter. Uh, so I lost a shit ton in Street Fighter, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, man. And you know, it's all good, whatever. Um, yeah, like, 
for me, it was like I picked up Street Fighter uh, Four because I because it looked really cool. I was interested in it, and I was having a good time just dicking around with it. Uh, Zangief was really powerful and really uh, a lot of fun to play. Like Zangief was dope in that game. Green um, Hand was so good. Green Hand into fucking SPD boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I I really got good at it when my friend James came over. Um, and my friend James came over, and when when he came over, he showed me how like no, this is how people really play this game. This is like if you're good, this is the way you play. Um, and I practice against his Viper and his Kami a whole bunch, and that is how I got good at Street Fighter 4, is just playing that dude over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and yeah, I had a blast doing it. And then I got to, and then I played Marvel, and I really enjoyed Marvel, but I definitely, and I personally, if I were starting them today and learning them today, I would probably enjoy um, Marvel a lot more. Uh, I would have gotten more into it. It's just that I didn't want to deal with the learning curve of doing another game, mm-hmm. basically. So I got good enough to where I could hang, but like I wasn't able to do like real combos or anything like yeah. in a meaningful yeah. way. I what I can I do have one small Marvel achievement. When I went to PAX, 20- oh, yes, I when I went to PAX twenty twelve. Uh, Capcom had a setup to where you could win a fight stick, but you had to beat a pro. I think I remember that. Yeah, but you had to beat a pro player. They had this whole stage where they had this, these two sticks set up, and the the ground was this giant screen with the game on it and everything. Oh Jesus! And that sounds sick. It was fucking awesome. I actually have pictures <laughs> of it. But um, so I, I I went in and I did my set. And I did not win, but I did... I was the first person to take a character off the guy. Like, he... he really? Yes. Like, like I, I did not... Uh, I, I was the first person to take a character off of this, this, uh, this pro player. I wish I would have got the name. Uh, his Doctor Strange was fucking everybody up super hard. Uh, and I took out his Doctor Strange with my team of Dante, Virgil, and Ryu. And as I would later find out by talking to people at PAX, Ryu is trash in that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dante and Virgil are really good, though. They are. Um, yeah. And then I would swap out Ryu for Beautiful Joe, who is not great, but at least he's better than Ryu. Uh, is kind of what I understand of it anyway. So, yeah, I've actually been kind of wanting to bother to sit down and learn that game. It's just it time, you know? Yeah. Adulting. Yeah. And realistically, I have time to learn maybe one fighting game at a time, especially what... I, I was actually looking at the games I played this year, and, like, there hasn't been a lot of games that I've... Mm-hmm. But the games that have come out are all, like, directly targeted at me and shit I like. You know? Yeah, that's accurate. Like, like I love Street Fighter. I love Resident Evil. I love Final Fantasy. Diablo. Hi-Fi Rush is the shit. Zelda was Hi-Fi awesome. Rush really good. Metroid Prime Remaster was cool as fuck. You know? You know? 
Final Fantasy 16 is the first good single player mainline Final Fantasy since 10. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's kind of, you know, so there you go. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've played, mainly played Street Fighter, obviously. Yeah, um, I started, my wife and I started playing, um, another game called Satisfactory. Oh, I've heard about that. Is, I think I own it. It's like free, free D Factorio. Mm, okay. And we have started to go pretty hard in into that. Like you it it's a survival game, which is not like really what I'm into, but there's like this optimization aspect. So you're essentially you you're you crash onto this planet and then you've gotta build a factory to like harvest the planet for resources and send back like scientific data on everything that you're getting out of the planet. Oh. And so there's a lot of optimization in like your factory operates and so like that is really the piece that has gelled with me is like okay how can i do this better how can i build this better how can i like make this make this run better um and the answer for me is like not at all our factory is so fucking disjointed and all over the place that we <laughs> we we have conveyor belts coming in for like ore and then you send you send them into a smelter but the smelter is like across the fucking map and then the smelter comes back they have another conveyor belt from the smelter into this thing that makes things for you but that's back where like the ore is and like it, it makes no sense the way we have this laid out but it's a fun game alright um okay so you play anything else with that or nah that's about it alright um well obviously I put more time into Street Fighter on stream and we actually played some Strive together our, our, our posse put some time into Strive and which uh, y'all haven't done that in a hot minute yeah and well well the reason we put some time to strive is during our street fighter stream they had emergency maintenance like the entire game went down and we're like fuck what can we play because we have an hour to kill and we ended up loading uh and we're like okay well what fighting games do we both own none of these are cross play except strive cool let me install strive real quick and we'll start playing so. Which that was a good fight. Yes. Those were some good matches. Uh, well, it was obviously it was two people who didn't know fucking clue what they were doing. But you still had a good time, so that was that was the important thing. Yes, as long as you enjoyed it. And also, Potemkin yeah. is just absolute bullshit. <laughs> he, look, man, like you, you look at Potemkin and what I was doing with that character. Again, some of the, like, obviously, if you know what you're doing, it's, you know, whatever. It's, you know, it's not That's one thing. But, like, like, I am fucking taking out half of this man's health bar in one attack. Just. Yeah. That's what we call OP. Um, I mean, I don't think the character's OP because there's probably some huge fucking drawbacks that I just don't know about because, you know, like, I, I don't know the game well enough. But like, Fair. man, is it fucking nasty? So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so that uh, I'm about halfway through Final Fantasy 16, a little over halfway. I have 20 oh shit two chapters to go. That game's hmm. combat is awesome. It's super good, super fun. Yep, yep. Uh, it's way too easy on the default difficulty. Like way too easy. Like, I don't have any of those special tools turned on or anything like that. 
Um, but like, dude, my God, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like I, I have been complete. Like I have had two fights in that entire game where I was, where I was worried, and only one where mm. I died. Yeah. Like it, it I, is. I haven't played a ton of it, but I am just before the Garuda fight. Hmm. Okay. So the Garuda fight was the first one where I was like, "Oh shit, this is." This is mm-hmm. fucking challenging. Um, so, but, like, generally, just... I've been blowing through that game's, like... Just, it's too easy. Like, and I feel they designed it because they were very tentative about people playing... Um, the, you know, oh, this is gonna be their first character action game. Yeah. But if you've played a lot of character action games, like I have, it's probably my favorite genre overall, um, then, man, this is super baby easy mode. Um, so. Uh, that said, story's great. Uh, the set pieces are amazing. Uh, I will say you can very clearly tell that this was made by the Final Fantasy people. Oh, Sure. Like the Final Fantasy fourteen people specifically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because let me tell you that there is no fucking way that like like it literally follows the exact pattern of fourteen's questing structure of like build 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 crazy insane epic moment an hour to two hours of busy work bullshit. Build, 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 epic, crazy moment. About an hour to a busy work bullshit. Over and over and over and over again. And, like, the AoE markers on the ground are the same. And just, like... Okay. And, like, when I'm playing it, like, I'm literally having this, like, mental game in my head of, like... Okay, was this part designed by the Devil May Cry guys? Or was this part designed by the Final Fantasy guys? Yeah. Um... Because I really, really like Devil May Cry. Final Fantasy XIV is the okayest. Uh, for me, at least. So, and it's not to say it's bad. I've been playing it. That's the next game I'm playing. I, I, mm-hmm. I just got my Samurai to seventy-two, and I'm having a, I'm like having a blast playing Samurai. It, yeah, Samurai is easily my favorite class. Samurai is fun enough to where it actually is making me considering trying raiding in that game again. Mm-hmm. That's how much fun Samurai is. Um, so, yeah. Um, trying to think of my opinion. Yeah, I finished Diablo's main campaign. Uh, my girlfriend and I found the most broken as shit AoE build combo if you have a partner to do it with you. Um, Necro has an ability that sucks everything in if you kill one thing and it stuns everything it sucks in. And then Barbarian, you put a shit ton of points into bleed abilities and Whirlwind. And just... Like, and if I'm sure you, that just melts everything. It's just, just gone. Just, like, literally gone. Nothing is a threat. Like, we, we did the Capstone Dungeon... Four levels under level 50, which is what you're supposed to run it at. 
no. No problem. Completely blew through it. Um, bosses take a little while longer, but even then, they're not horrible. Uh, yeah, it's just... Sure. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, that's probably the most I've ever enjoyed Diablo 2. Nice. So, uh, what did you think of this story? Um, very good. I really liked okay. it. I really liked what they did with Lilith and Mephisto and the whole kind of ambiguous nature of certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that I'm not going to spoil what happens, but I feel the ending they blue ball you a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's still good, but they definitely blue ball you a little bit. Um, because, like, it wraps up, but not as well as you would hope. Sure. So, yeah. Well, um, I mean, the, the DLC or an expansion or whatever, right? Well, yeah, they, they have, you know, they said they have two expansions planned and, like, we're going to get seasonal story gameplay, which I'm really mm-hmm. fucking hoping that the seasonal gameplay doesn't, you know, the, the seasonal gameplay doesn't have you, like, locked behind, or the seasonal story stuff isn't locked behind, uh, you know, like, having to create new, seasonal new characters. characters. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, that is going to be in, like, that is instantly a way I will never want to play your story. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's kind of it. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Barbarian was super fun. Probably my favorite incarnation of Barbarian. I actually want to level him up really high so I can make really busted shit at level, like, with the higher levels. Nice. Uh, the... I will say if you are a barbarian, try and get that legendary that gives you whirlwind and do a whirlwind build as soon as possible. Because it's fucking broken as hell. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. That's basically that, you know. Uh, All right, guys, I think that's... Do we have anything else that we've been playing? Anything else we want to discuss? Not me. All right. Uh, well, we do have a couple things to promote, actually. So uh, we're starting Let's Plays. We're, we're, we're going to be doing Let's Plays soon. And you're probably like, oh, what are you Let's Playing? So it's going to be me, uh, our lovely HR Ninja here, uh, Aaron, and our boy Ray from Roving Dumpster Fire are going to be playing Dark Souls 1 every Thursday from around 7 to 10. So, and this will be my first time going through Dark Souls 1 all the way. So, you'll enjoy that. Oh, boy. Yep, yep. And then we have, uh, and then on Tuesday, I don't know if we're doing another fight night or not. I'm going to have to talk to Aaron about that. And then... I think he's out of town until Wednesday. Um, okay, so it's... So, he's going to have to miss fight night this week. So, we'll we'll do something that day. I, I might just stream me playing some 14 on the PC or something. Um, but we'll do something that day, and then we, yeah, and then we have uh, another fun-filled uh, Sunday morning SmackDown and podcast next Sunday. Uh, finally, please do remember we are streaming on Kick. We are taking Kick somewhat seriously, so please follow us on kick.com slash supergamecraft. And then all you fun folks, remember Twitch Prime, Twitch Prime, Twitch Prime. For the love of God. Do, 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 do you want to do you want to see Emily starve? Because that is what happens if you do not give us Twitch primes. 
You can fuck off with that shit. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Oh, God. See yeah. ya.